Welcome back to the Rhubarb and Custard podcast. I'm Jojo Smith, aka Rhubarb. And I'm Rosie Wood, aka Custard. This podcast is all about business, branding, confidence and wonky crowns. It's a safe, unapologetic space for business owners and wannabe business owners. If you want to take part in the conversation and help us figure out whether rhubarb is in fact a fruit or a vegetable, you can find us on Instagram at underscore rhubarb and custard. Either way, we're good for you. Good morning, puddings. How are you? And welcome back to this week's podcast. We did actually miss a week last week, didn't we, Rosie? Yeah, yeah. Because there were so many different things going on. Um, But we are back. And this week, we have the return of guests on our podcast. So it's not just us. There's three of us. But as we would normally do, we will start the week with our starter. Rosie, what you been up to? Well, this week, so... I've got two things to talk about this week, I suppose. First off is the huge amount of brands that we seem to be launching at the moment. So this week already I've launched two, or maybe it was the end of last week. I don't know. It's all bled into one. And then we've got a third brand launching this week as well. So I feel like in terms of content and stuff like that coming out, like I just feel like I'm constantly like, look at this, look at this, look at this. <laughs> It's a bit like a flasher's paradise, isn't it? We're going a little bit, yeah. And I feel like (laughs) I feel like I'm going to share it all and then have nothing to share for the next three weeks. Um, so that's really cool. But on the flip side of the busy, 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 I had um we had our uh Inspire and Connect networking meeting a few weeks ago, and one of the, the things that I picked up from that meeting was having A weeks and B weeks and having different things happen on different weeks. And I sat and listened and I was like, this sounds brilliant. And what she basically said is she does all her client facing stuff on an A week. And then B week, she has no meetings booked in and it's all um, like project work, that kind of thing. Um, So I've been, I haven't kind of implemented it yet, but I've been looking at my diary thinking like, where can I make tweaks so that I can have kind of, an A week and a B week and have different things happening at different times. So, yeah, so lots launching, lots happening. And then also on the flip side of that, trying to be intentional about less happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's called just structure and strategy, which is what we do, mm. if you think about it. Um, I totally get that. But then you'd have to really coincide it with I have, and I'm just going to go there, I have one maybe one and a half now I think I'm hitting perimenopausal one and a half bad dodgy weeks a month so I'd be like I would be making sure that those weeks that suited me were around that kind of time because then that just gives you even more strategy so I totally get a and b weeks um they have that in school as well they do a and b weeks so your timetable changes although it gets very confusing and when you have got brain fog i've got to say i would be like where am i what's my name and what week am i on it's like the bins isn't it like is it brown (laughs) bin or green bin (laughs) (laughs) as for what have i been up to this week brain fog can't really remember a lot i just know it's been jam-packed um but i did do a sassy nugget dip yesterday which saw me in freezing cold waters with a group of what i call my sassy nuggets um and we went to pick me a lake we did the cold water therapy the whole wim hof uh kind of thing it's getting a lot more nippy let me tell you in all areas 
Um, and it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the one for December, December the 7th, is sold out already. So that's really cool. That's going to be a cold one. It's going to be a very cold one. Um, but the photos will all be out for that. But it was really, really good. And the whole reason I do that is it's all about really connection to yourself and others. And just about really embedding that belief in yourself, because I'm telling you, if you can do that, you really can do anything. <laughs> so it doesn't stop you from moving forward. Oh, and I've been book writing this week, mate. I am. It's like trudging through treacle because I do not like writing. It comes out in one sense, but then when I'm trying to put it on paper, it's just a bit of a nemesis. Mm. So I've had to kind of really work my ne- work that into be my nemesis, which I've been working on that. But we will see how it comes. Anyway, the reason I'm talking so fast is because I'm very excited about the person we've got on today. And she also talks really, really fast. And when I listen to her on 1.5 on WhatsApp, <laughs> it's really, really funny. But we have got a guest on today that we did a brand for. Oh, my goodness. How long ago, Rosie? I don't even know. Must be. It, it's not one of this year's. It's not a 2023 yeah. brand, is it? No. No, it definitely isn't a 2023 brand. I don't think so. I think we were, it, do you know what? She's the kind of person that when, when you have her around, you feel like she, you've only, she's only been around five minutes, but you've known her forever. And it's because she's always coming up with something new. She never ceases to surprise me. Um, and we were like, we really need to get her on the show. Now, this fabulous person is the founder and um, CEO of Velvet Mortgage and Insure. Now, what you're saying to yourself is, how does this fix with business branding, wonky crowns and confidence? Let me tell you, she brings all of these. So without further ado, let us welcome in the amazing, the beautiful, the bold, the blunt and the brilliant Joanna Streams. How are you? Hi, thank you. I'm great. That was a lovely introduction. All the bees. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you. I'm just thinking about how fast I speak, so I'm going to try and slow down. <laughs> you do things at a rabbit, at a rabbit, rap, rapid, at a rapid pace. A rabbit pace. At a rapid, a rabbit, rabbit pace. pace. <laughs> <laughs> I work on self a lot. <laughs> um, and we worked with you. We were just trying to say, do you, how long ago was it that we did your brand? I think it's de- it was definitely last year, but it was it was be- I think it's like eighteen months. Because mm. I remember we did a, a you know photo shoot for all the branding, and that was in July, so it was done by then. So it's got to be a good eighteen months because that took a while to pull that all together. It's and well, but yes. Say that again. Sorry. I remember it so well. <laughs> it was crazy and frustrating. And oh, yeah, I've got a whole story about when you, t- you two came on the Zoom and started to launch through what you were going to give me. And I knew where it was going. And I was thinking, this is what I said I didn't want. And I was, <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe I've been through all this pain and time and money. And it's oh. and then I was like, try not to cry. And then you showed me it on the screen and I was like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> so I've just got goosebumps thinking back to it. Oh, that's oh. amazing. I think like that happens so often in our process, doesn't it, Joe? And I think 
it's really hard sometimes, particularly when you're in an industry like uh, like financial services industry, to feel like you have to fit, like you have to be a certain way, you have to look a certain way, you have to behave a certain way. But the reality is, even in more corporate structured formal industries, like you still get to have the space to be yourself. And I think like getting to that point where you kind of let go of that and you're like, I'm just going to be me. And this is this is what I really wanted. Now I'm doing the the what I what I know I want rather than what I think I should. It's that it's that showing up as you could rather than you think you should. And I think it's even more important in the corporate space because out in an independent business market, you're almost there's 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 a permission slip to say you can be who you want to be, even though it's really hard. But people are like, well, okay, they're an independent business. They do something a little bit different. So therefore, there's no there's no linear path to go down. But Mm. when you're in the corporate space, it's almost like we all need to show up in this way because that's the way it's always been. So to actually be really brave and bold and to step out of that is where you then in a room full of all of the same, you put your hand up and your hand then shows up as pink and pink and red and gold instead of stale pale grey. Pale males. It was just funny because at the very outset, obviously you're quite quite pink. So at the very outset, I was like, pink's my favourite colour. I've got a pink fridge. I love pink. However, I don't really wear it. I wear red. Red's my favourite colour to wear. And I love gold, but I don't want any of those colours anywhere near my brand. I just want to let you (laughs) And I said, because pink is way too girly. And I do deal with a lot of businessmen and I'm quite a no-nonsense woman I'm not a fluffy woman so I don't want pink and then I was like and I don't like red in brown because it's like I'm thinking Santander HSBC no I do not want red and then obviously you made me do Pinterest boards which if you remember I found very painful um one for corporate and business and one for personal and I was just struggling and you were texting me saying you're not doing a lot on your Pinterest board Like, I know because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And you were like, just put the sort of cars you'd give your team, just put the brands that you like. And so I just was like then clicking away. And then you came back and you were like, well, we've noticed from you. And I just knew I was like, they're going to say pink and red. And then you, I remember it so clearly. You guys probably don't remember it as clearly as me, but I'd put a color block red and pink dress because I love that. Yeah. And um and I put I think I did a color block pad as well and then you said there was one image that stood out to me and as soon as you said it I'd probably done about 50 by this time and I knew you were going to say it I just knew and I was like she's gonna say pink and red and I was trying not to cry I was holding back tears my throat was all choked and I was like oh and then you said it you were like we just can't get away from it and then it's it's just you and then you pulled up the mood board and the designs and I was like, oh, wow, this isn't just fluffy pink and red. So, yeah, you did a great job. And now I go around wearing pink and red. <laughs> you have 
Dad, you are the ideal um, and perfect example of resistance oh, yeah. in in stepping in <laughs> in stepping into yourself. But the, I had this as well. This is why I'm so passionate about it. Is because I was exactly the same. I said no pink whatsoever. Really? In my yeah. yeah, that was that is why this that's why this service became about with me because. I lived that journey wholeheartedly. I was like, no pink, 100%. No, don't take me seriously. Not going to happen. And then when I did do my brand, and it was so shockingly, boringly Jeff, the businessman, as I called it. It was incredibly Jeff, the businessman, wasn't it? It was terrible. And I was just like, my energy wasn't there in my business. And I was like, but then once somebody pointed it out to me, which, you know, everybody thinks that you could do your own brand, you can do the same thing. You can't, you need somebody to actually see and hear you Mm. because you're so in it, you can't see the wood for the trees. Yeah, And it's not until somebody sees you and goes and you go, oh yeah, that is me. (laughs) And how I love to be and that's how my energy shows up when I'm in that space Mm. and that's when it becomes effortless to sell your business but Joanna you had a huge story as well behind what you do and why you do what you do Rosie and I work very much so with heart-led entrepreneurs and even though you are bold brilliant and blunt you have the biggest heart that like was apparent to me the first time we had a conversation and that's when we clicked. I'm not going to lie. You scared the bejesus out of me, <laughs> right? And I had to have a lie down after I'd spoke to you. But... And I always say that. And I'm like, what did I do? I just <laughs> hour, got it all out there, let you know all about me. So I just did it in a like times two or point or 2.5. <laughs> Thing. and um and then like later on you said yeah I had to have a lay down and have a gin and I'll <laughs> <laughs> think oh yeah it, it, do you know what it was it was partly because you really were determined and knew what you wanted yeah and in some aspects it was quite early on in my journey so that put a little yeah. bit of, you know I was nervous about that I know and, I remember and I wanted it to be right for you but Somebody somewhere sent you to me <laughs> because yeah. you were like the cold water. Take this in the most beautiful way that it's meant. You were like the cold water dip. If I could handle and look after you and serve you well, then I could do anything. <laughs> I and I was like, yeah, okay, because I'm a quick decision maker. So I was like, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's get things sorted because that's just how I am. And then you were like, oh, oh well, hold on. I just need to get this sorted. <laughs> and, I, and then we had another call. And then I was like, going like yeah I was trying to push right let's just get this sorted let's sign this up let's get the program going and you were like like oh, I've got to get a few things in place me not knowing that you were I was what your first client or whatever and you were like just trying to get your thing your ducks in a row and I was like no come on let's get it done now <laughs> and then you and then in the end I said like why are we what am I waiting for I've said you yes you we just yeah, you were the first client. What it was, I just leveled up and I was just having all my contracts and everything put in yeah, place. Yeah. And I wanted that for you. And it's really strange that you actually do protection. And that's what I was in yeah. the process of doing. Yeah. That makes sense. So again, I think you came to show me that this is the right way to do things and everything else but yeah oh I held on I had white knuckles pink knuckles through that ride I tell you but I mean we haven't really gone into depth as to what you do I've briefly mentioned about your heart-led mission which for us like I say Rosie and I it's where our heart sits when we work with heart-led entrepreneurs because that's when you can build a really really authentic brand 
and you know that the person who's going to come out the gates confident able to sell it effortlessly once that as I call it ball gown brand fits them because they won't fidget anymore they will absolutely flaunt it because it fits so well but your story I want to talk about like we want to talk about your business because um it's <laughs> this is something else you've done to me you've now made me feel responsible for the whole of the nation and their policies <laughs> oh, <right? no>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so how do we how do we fit this all in so Joanna first of all explain what it is exactly you do okay so what it is exactly I do is I get people financially savvy so with their mortgages which is a bit of a swear word at the moment it is an awful time for everyone um a lot of stress and panic but we make sure that you're as financially savvy as possible with your mortgage so um you know we have been trying to get the message out there all year that these rates that are now here were going to be here we knew that far in advance that that was most likely the case um so all of our clients, we've been calling them far in advance and looking at whether they should even maybe pay penalties and fix it under 3% for five years. And, and some people that's been right for and some it hasn't and things like that. But just, you know, really looking after them to make sure that they're not wasting money wherever possible on paying interest on a mortgage that they could be using somewhere else. And right now, everyone needs that money for somewhere else because, you know, the cost of living is high and everything. Um, and even if it wasn't, you still don't want to waste it on mortgage interest rates. You know, it's much nicer to buy clothes or go out and eat, isn't it, than give the banks extra money. So we do that. But that is not how it all started for me. How it all started for me was protecting people. And I didn't add those mortgages and that side of it until a few years later. And that was purely because I was getting so involved with clients that they wanted me to then look at their mortgages and it was kind of missing. So it was an add-on really, whereas usually people do mortgages first and they add on protecting people after. So protection is my absolute core passion. Um, I'm mindful of talking fast. <laughs> so um, protecting people. So what does that mean? Well, it does mean making sure they've got a financial backup plan, a safety blanket for them, um, really for their family, their health, their income, their business. Really, they're protecting their whole future because if they don't have some form of financial backup plan, it doesn't have to all be with insurance. They could have savings. They could have investments. They could have you know, assets they could sell. But overall, um, you know, most people to fill gaps need insurance. So it's looking at that just to make sure that if the worst things happen, which is someone dies um, that you're financially, you know, dependent on or, you know, partially um, or get sick or you get sick, that your whole future is not going to go down the pan that you've been working towards and that you can still look after your family. So that's what I do. Can I just, can I just, for the purpose of the listeners, because we obviously know this, right? Yeah. I just need to say um, a, a, a real big thing that when you were first telling us about this, people protect their pets more than they protect yeah, their livelihood. Four times more, they protect their pets. And what we mean by that is pet insurance will pay for the cost of an operation to make sure their dog's safe. But you know, it's not that much. Whereas somebody, the average person is earning, I think the average income now, if you Google it in the UK, is like 36,400 or something like that. Might even be 38,400. I remember looking a couple of weeks ago because I was doing um, that talk up at um, Be Inspired Old Trafford and it, I was quite shocked by the UK average income now. 
But so if you think a dog's operations or a cat's operations or whatever, they're the main two insured, um, will cost however much. It won't cost probably 38000 but people don't insure their income. And you're earning that income year in, year out. And it's an old cliche, but I always say to people, and it is a really old cliche, if you were a cash machine in the corner and you were pumping, and it was pumping out, you put a card in it every month on the last day of the month, and it pumped out £2,000 worth of notes for you, which is what you're you're doing as an income earner, you would 100% insure that, that machine because you'd think, well, it could break down. It could give yeah. up the gun and die on me but yet for some reason in the UK and I've got lots of ideas on this but that we don't do that but we insure our pets and four times more people four times more not just you know a bit more four times more insure their pets and insure their own income and do you know what I think it, do you know what I think it is when I think I think it's that perception of insurance sellers and people the man in the grey suit knocking yeah. on the door, you're hiding okay. behind the sofa or your parents hiding behind the sofa because <laughs> it wasn't something they had a priority to pay because they were putting food on the table or doing whatever. It wasn't a priority. And I think it's it's that it's been that perception of insurance sellers just trying to upset upsell yeah. you or tr- or trying to do this. Now that is is something that you are really, really intent and passionate about. And again, why we wanted to you know, produce you the best brand possible. So people understood that message that you weren't from that cut from that cloth. You came from a different heart led position. Now I'm going to go there like all interviewers would. And we'd be, it would be really wrong of us not to, to in brief, do you want to explain your story and why you're so passionate about that? Yeah, of course. So this is the kind of Piers Morgan or Michael Parkinson moment, isn't it now? (laughs) He gets Oprah. through. Oprah. Okay, right. Deep breath. Um, so yeah, it's not gonna work. I'm already choked. So when I was um 18, my mum was diagnosed with cancer. She was 39 at the time. Um, and she then died 13 days after her 41st birthday, which was the day after my 19th birthday. <laughs> So that is an anniversary that's, you know, not nice every time, every year it comes around. But my mum died and that then left me bringing up my 12 year old sister on our own. And we had no family, no support network around us at all. So my mum had some things in place. We had no mortgage, so our house was safe. But there was a bit left over, but the bit left over just didn't last. So it's frustrating when I fell into this industry, which I did fall into it. It's a long, convoluted story that I'll go into another time to do with the show, The Apprentice. But I quickly changed um, career and, you know, didn't want to, but, you know, kind of had to. Um, My heart made me sort of, you know, not be able to work where I was. Um, I did fall in love with it. And I did, as cringy as it sounds, find it a bit of a calling because I was then in amongst loads of guys. I was the only woman I think there was one other actually at the time and I saw them not doing a great job I'm being really honest now about our industry so I can understand the fears that you talk about and it was really easy to do a better job because I cared I didn't want other people to go through what we'd been through and I made it my business to know deep details and ins and outs so we have different people at different insurers that look after us 
And, you know, I had it with Vitality last week. We did a session and I was asking deep detail on, on new stuff and old stuff. And I was like, well, okay, so let me clarify. And he's going forward to the next slide. And I was like, no, can we just go back? Just want to ask this. And, you know, he he's, everyone says, God, you ask these questions that we don't even know the answers to. They have to go off and find it. <laughs> so that, but I just had this passion for the detail and it all stemmed from, I didn't want people to go through what we went through. We didn't have enough money to eat. We really didn't. We were like, you know, having to have toast. It was like, I look back now and it's just awful. But not only that, even over the last couple of years, like insurance policies do have services in there that people don't realise, tangible benefits that you can use even before something's happened. Or if someone dies, you might get some bereavement support and things like that. And for the children, do you know that we were not offered one thing? And I was 19 the day the day before she died and it's like no help on bringing a 12 year old child up had no no clue about money no clue you know we knew she was going to die but but I didn't know I knew I was told but it couldn't go in it just couldn't go in I used to go I used to go to bed at night thinking nah it won't happen it won't happen and it did I, I couldn't accept it before she died but you at know. that age, you don't know what that means at that age. Yeah. Like you've got no in like you've got no perception of real world bills, like consequences, like all of the responsibility that's about to land in your lap and what grief feels like. Like you've mm-hmm. just got no idea. There was there was no way you could have known what was coming or anticipated any of it. You've got no yeah. difference, have you? Really, really tough. And I think not only do I want to ultimately get more people covered, that's the main thing, but only over the last few years that I'm, I've sort of analysed why, why is our industry not covering more people? Well, I think there's so many reasons. I do think there's too many. It's dominated by men. It just is. And and they don't really love me being around, being honest either, because the way I am, you know, and I'm just like straightforward. And I'll walk into a, you know, a, something I've been invited to because you get when you're doing a lot of business or whatever you do get invited to a lot of things but um I'll be one of very few women generally um and they're not that welcoming and they are all wearing gray suits dark suits and you know I flounce in in red and pink and whatever and it's literally like everyone looking thinking oh my gosh you know looking like a hairdresser with long blonde hair or whatever <laughs> um so I do think that there's like a, a staleness and a stuffiness there where people are not approachable um, to talk to. They think it's going to cost them money. They're not trusted. And I can understand why, because I've worked with lots of these people. And yes, they do do things all with the same insurer to save time, to save them admin, to get them more commissions often. Um, they don't go into details. I've had people telling me, oh, yeah, we you, we have that product, but we don't use it because, um, but we don't use that company for our clients because I don't get on with my person that looks after me there. And, you know, all different things. I've had people st- that have started mortgage policies before the person's even exchanged because they want to get their commission quicker. So I do understand that there is some mistrust with our industry. And I do think that it's a twofold thing. I think the industry standards need to go up. And that's not saying that there's not lots of good people in our industry, because there is, but standards need to go up. And I'm not afraid to talk at events and tell them that in no uncertain terms. Um, And then I think that we need to diversify more. And we need to start off with having more women, but we need more colour. 
in our industry, not pink and red, I'm talking race. Um, and we need just general more diversity. If you, you know, we've got a chap working with us now and he was, you know, bending to the stereotype, the suit and everything. And I'm trying to bend him away from that and get him to wear pink shirts with, you know, trousers or jeans and he's got tattoos and have your tattoos out. He thought it was unprofessional to have his tattoos out. But somebody with tattoos can now look at him as a normal guy mm. and relate to him. Yeah. So just need more relatability and things like that. And then just better knowledge in our industry. And then I really also think the advertising's awful. I think that the big companies have a responsibility to stop advertising based on cheap. Because when they're advertising on the TV, all these big companies, um, Legal in General, Scottish Widows, Aviva, and, you know, I love their products, all of them, but it's always advertised as cheap. So much per day will protect your family. Mm. And it's like a five a month is not going to protect your family, give them extra money for protecting them afterwards, pay the mortgage, give you illness cover. It's just not. So it's unrealistic. And I feel when people then speak to advisors who are then properly advising and saying, you need to put a little bit aside, you know, like a pet insurance type premium. We're not talking hundreds. Um, they, they're just in, you know. Um, disengage. Yeah, disengage with it because they've been thinking that, oh, well, it says on the TV, you know, it's a, a penny a day, you know. And this is something that I wanted to touch with you because you are so passionate about doing it in a different way, doing it your way, which again, Rosie and I advocate for in business because I'm with your brand because it will absolutely be authentic and show you up as you. And the reason you do do that different and the reason why you have, in a sense, you are passing on the protection. And I mean, there's a whole thing that is coming regarding that, but you um you are very passionate about giving people the right protection for them mm-hmm. so that's you know the devil is in the detail isn't it and like you said you you look towards the detail of it and you want people to be protected for the right things for them so what is right for one person isn't necessarily right for another so it's not a blanket approach it's not it's not you know that's why you need an advisor and a proper advisor and somebody that does actually care about your situation so I'd just like to give just a little example. Um, I think when you talk about the, um, you know, the brain condition that you talk about. Yeah, blastoma. Yeah. So if you could sort of like relate that story and oh, just yeah. there, is a, there, is a, there is a right policy and there is something that you can have that actually, you know, this is where when I say you've put the, um, you've made me very conscious. I feel now that if I don't tell people about these certain things, if anything happens, that's on me. Yeah. And I'm like, I could have told you. So now I'm like, oh, no, no, no. and this, 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 and I've told you, so it's not my fault now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So people think that, you know, it's all expensive. You know, you do need to put some money aside and be realistic. And I do challenge people when they try and say, oh, my family would pay my bills. They, they, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. If they were, if they could, they'd be doing that now. Why are you even working then? You know, yeah. so we need to be sensible and set set a bit of money aside, like you do for your home insurance, your pet insurance, whatever. Um, and, you know, you need to consider lots of different things, but there's lots of things that people don't know about. So, I always say, right, you need your death insurance. I know that's a horrible way of calling it, but that's what it is. This policy is cheap and cheerful. It's called life insurance. What it means is it's death insurance. If you die, some money is going to pay out to someone, and that's the cheapest type. Then you've got illness covers, so you've got sick pay. So just like a teacher goes to the doctor 
um, when they're sick and goes and gives their sick note to their school or a nurse does to a hospital, they get sick pay from the government. Most people in the country, apart from people who are civil servants and uh, work for the government, um, they don't get any sick pay. So you need some of your own because when furlough happened in COVID, oh, we were all up in arms. Everyone needed furlough, but you're walking around with no furlough of your own if you get sick at any point in your career. So you need where you get a sick note you go to your not you you go to your doctor and get it you don't have an employer to give it to because they don't pay sick pay or you're self-employed so you give it to your insurance company and they start to give you some monthly income then you have serious critical illness so that's where things really hit the fan and you know cancer obviously heart attacks heart all different heart conditions um brain things ms you know lots and lots of things and these policies are amazing now um it costs more money when you have a serious thing. So you could have a stroke. My sister had a stroke. She's only 43 and she's had a massive stroke. So, you know, you might need money for adaptions to your house. Um, cancer, Macmillan say, costs just under £900 a month more, costs a person when they're sick with going through cancer. So that's another type of policy. And then there's the other things that are included in policies or you can add them on that people just don't know about including a lot of advisors, by the way, which is where I say we need to raise standards. Um, but there's things like fracture cover. So if someone's paying a lot of support, get to know that person you're talking to. They're playing five aside every week. Why are you not telling them that they can have a policy with fracture cover in, which mm. costs them from zero to add if they go with a certain company or three pounds or four pounds per month to add it on and get a few thousand pounds if they break an ankle or a foot or you know this type of thing Mm. and then there's things like care cover if you want to cover some care costs when you're older and not have to use up all of your house and things you wanted to leave to your kids you can add that um dementia cover and then there's the one that you're talking about which I just think everybody needs to know about it not everyone can get it but a lot of people can and currently this policy is three pounds to add on to your insurance. So you can't take it on its own, but you can add it on to just a life-only cheapo death policy, right? And what it does is it gives a £2 million pot. So you don't get that money, but if you've got cancer, some brain conditions and some heart conditions and a couple of others, so it's not covering lots and lots of critical illnesses like the payout ones do, but cancer's massive. Um, One in two of us are going to get it. And this policy goes to age 85. Wow. Um, so you can take this policy and you get this pot. And what this pot does, it sends you with a, a, a companion for moral support to the best doctor in the world, for instance, for that type of cancer. And the example that you're referring to, and I'm so proud of you for knowing this, Jojo, <laughs> is um, it's there was somebody that we knew through somebody called um, Bill. So this lady, Linda, before COVID, she had a glioblastoma, which in this country is inoperable. They don't remove it. So through this policy, though, in Texas, there's a center, the Anderson Clinic, and they do remove it, you know, successfully, quite successfully. So in this country, four weeks to live. But through the policy, everything paid for, companion to go with you, flights, hotels, expenses, all the treatment. Um, this lady was back here within six weeks alive not gone, alive and working. So that is the difference that this policy can make. And I spoke in March, you saw me speak at an event in March, and a few weeks after me telling this story on stage, which, you know, got a lot of people thinking, the guy from The Wanted 
died from a glioblastoma and he left two children. One was just over one, I think, and one was a few months old. He was in his 30s, um, Tom Parker. So, you know, it happens to all sorts. These things, you know, affect everyone. And three pounds onto another policy. But this this is where your speciality lies. This is you knowing the detail, knowing what's right for that person, you know, covering all the bases and, you know, something that, you know, your tagline, protect your world, ensure your heart, right? Absolutely does what it says. Your company does the exact that. You want to protect a person, your client's world, and you want to protect, you want to ensure... You want to protect the world, ensure their heart, because you know what you know what that feels like on the other end. Yeah. Um, when you are purposeful in your in your and you're passionate about your business, I think it just sets you above the rest. Yeah. And you now stand out with that. And you you have got, you know, big plans to do. Yeah. We're on a mission to get Joanna on the Phil and, Phil and Holly sofa. So please, if anybody knows any researchers, then please do get in touch with us because we feel like Joanna, the message needs to be heard. This is protection and we need to pass it on. And yeah. if you are aware of this, like me now, if you're aware of it and when you're having a conversation, you know, if you're talking to somebody, it takes like less than a minute, especially when you speak at Joanna Speed, right? <laughs> it takes less than a minute to pass this on. So it's just a conversation to go, you know, and sometimes people think, oh, you must get commission off this. Joanna is going to set up something where people are rewarded if they do pass it on. However, do you know what? You're literally just protecting somebody's world and ensuring their heart by telling them. So do pass this on, you know, and say, go and speak to Joanna. Have you got policies? And like you say, it's not necessarily about making it cheaper. It's about making sure you are protected. I had a lady this week and she works for Google, actually. So she gets really good benefits at work. So she was like, I want to insure my new mortgage. And I was like, like, just slow a minute let's get what you've got at work let's look at it deeply because you're telling me I've got disability cover there I've got some of this okay and when I asked a question she didn't know of course she didn't know and I said that disability cover might mean you've basically got to just be left with the torso we don't know it could be brilliant because it's google it's probably good but let's look see let's not just presume it's about the detail and you said something there about me standing apart from the rest but you know what I don't want to I don't want to stand apart from the rest. What I also really, really, really want to do more than anything is help make a change with the rest, you know, and work with them. Like I don't want to be the only one that's doing a good job. And I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. Um, We drop the ball because we try and help anyone, even if it's not making us money. But I want want as many people in the industry to raise the standards. I don't want to be the only one doing a good job and caring. I feel like there's not many of you around at the moment, but I do feel like you are going to have impact and create a legacy with this. Again, this is something that Rosie and I are so passionate about helping people Mm. um, move forward with. I just want to go back at the beginning. We said, you know, why have we got Joanna on when, you know, it's a, she's got an insurance company. This show is about business brand confidence and wonky crowns. You've hit every single one. 
of those. We've spoke about business. We've spoke about your brand, confidence in what you're doing when it comes from the heart and you're in a brand that suits you and fits you. Wonky crowns. You literally said that without me having to say anything. You're like, we drop the ball. We do this. You were open and honest about that. Do you know what? I think basically that's a mic drop for an interview because (laughs) you have literally (laughs) just smashed it. Your vision, your mission and your message, mate, I'm done. <laughs> See you later. Take day off. <laughs> is that we we're talking about all this stuff and personal protection, but I just want to get one little extra message out there. I've been working so hard on Velvet for the past, you know, however many years, and like we're coming into our third year under our own name. But I've been working in this industry as if it was my own business, even when it wasn't for 12 years, you guys work so hard on your business. We all are. Um, And that's the other thing to think of. It's all well and good having something to pay your mortgage if you get sick, even if you have got all that stuff in place. But what you also need to think about is protecting your business because I feel so passionate that, again, it's so undercovered in this country. If we then were to go through something through something so terrible as cancer, imagine then that we have been able to pay our bills and keep afloat and feed ourselves and the kids, but then we haven't got a caretaker in. We haven't had the money to spend 25 grand for that year or whatever we need to bring someone in to caretake our business. And although it wouldn't thrive the same as if we were doing it, it would keep it afloat. It would keep clients happy and customers spoken to and not them losing confidence and then going somewhere else and you, your business you know, being built on sand and going down the swanee. So I think that's also important because we're building our future, but let's make sure that that's a little bit protected. Again, it doesn't have to be expensive, but that's important, I think, for your, for your clients because you are business branding is think about making sure they've got a business to go back to when they ring that bell and they've come through that treatment. Yeah. Okay. She's just given me something else now that I need to make sure I pass on. So um, <laughs> we think we might be partnering with you. Because <laughs> oh, we're so like, okay, if you've got a business. On the TV, don't we? Um, Joanna, this is, I mean, Rosie, you're just, I've watched you throughout the whole of this. Just look on with like really heartfelt. Yeah. I'm just like, I just was thinking about particularly your tagline thinking about the branding process and like the creation of that tagline and us having that conversation and being like it's not like it's not protecting your mortgage it's not protecting your car it's not protecting this or that or that it's protecting the the little world that you live in the little bubble that you live in when you wake up in the morning and you know the kids are at the end of your bed and like waiting for your partner to come home from work and sitting down having a nice dinner and all those familiarities and those comforts it's protecting those things isn't it like it's protecting that life in that routine in that little bubble and the like the the it's not so important like the the pieces of that the details of that are really important but this it's not about the specifics it's about the bubble and so if you lose a person from that bubble does does the bubble like the bubble won't be the same but how same can you keep the bubble in terms of like keeping your house keeping your routine keeping your day-to-day keeping your children happy like how same you don't need to make it any harder than it's already gonna be exactly so you know can you just watching my sister not she couldn't go on all the trips like imagine we used to go to Spain which back then was like 
going to Hawaii, people didn't go to Spain every year, you know. And mm. like I always say when I'm speaking, we weren't poor, but we became poor, you know. And it's like, imagine watching your children going, you've got dreams and hopes, for your your hopes for the future, your business that you're building. A lot of people are building that because they want to do certain things for or with their children as well. And then imagine that all goes when someone dies, like it did with my mum, had to start all over again. And then yeah. I can't even get into how it's affected my sister because we've gone on two different paths. I mean, there's just so much damage yeah. to do, whereas having protection so you didn't have to worry where the next piece of food was coming from where the next money was coming from if you could put your heating on you don't want to go through that while you're grieving that absolute you know yeah it's just oh anyway oh what i am fun on the outside (laughs) (laughs) she is fun she's a sponsor of a women's football team She is fun. She travels for fun. She has three beautiful girls, which all in some way, direct or indirectly, have got a passion for what you do. Um, Bella especially is right there on the forefront with you, who works within the business. Um, Definitely, definitely, please go and follow. And even more so, go and get in touch with Joanna to see how she can protect your world and ensure your heart. So, Joanna, well, first of all, we'll do the takeaway of today. Rosie, what's your takeaway? I think it's just, I don't even know, like... (laughs) There's been, there's been so much from today's show is really difficult for me to kind of pinpoint. But I think it's the importance of speaking with a professional who has that knowledge and can understand you, your family, your needs and support you. Because the the financial services industry, like it's it's vast and there's a lot of confusing information. There's a lot to it. So I think it's the importance of reaching out to Velvet in particular and having somebody that's actually going to get to know you and what you need and be able to, um, that you can trust to make sure that you are appropriately covered in the right places, <laughs> for want of a better expression. What's your, Joanna, <laughs> what's your takeaway for today? Oh, God, I'm just a bit overwhelmed as per shock. Um, well, you know what? Talking with you ladies about it just really crystallizes everything from the beginning when we started and I purposely wanted to go to somebody who didn't work normally with financial services so I picked someone in a tutu and (laughs) (laughs) was just drawn in and people thought I was crazy which of course I am but not for this so I think um you know, thinking about me, I do have a strong message and I always had that message, but it wasn't put into a way that it could be used to reach people. And it wasn't really until I spoke to you that you were like, your message is so strong. Um, And I was just doing it kind of willy nilly. So I think talking to you ladies on here today has been amazing for me as well, because we talked about the whole journey, which wasn't my whole journey, because I had a journey before that. But um, it just, yeah, it's just, crazy how you know if you do have a mission and a really strong message to like change something in your industry it is it's been an amazing experience for me starting with you ladies we've done all sorts of things throughout we haven't stopped working together um and it has helped me I think I feel like I'm on the I'm on the you know is it the crest of a wave I feel like there is 
you're on the cusp and I think it's important I mean the takeaway here for me is it's been really good for me to watch because I've seen you grow and every time you get on a stage to speak I absolutely bore my eyes out because one I'm so proud of you but two I've seen the transformation of the vision the mission and the message really come into fruition and you are so much clearer now on how you say and and dare I say quicker in how how you say it as well because before in some aspects you would go around houses to get that mission because you were so passionate but there were so many different things it's so much well do you remember that so I was paying for a free will for people which I was doing because I wanted to do because we haven't got into that but you know that wasn't in place so it can cost you thousands etc and people are never doing it so I was like one of my missions is I want to pay for a free will. And then I'm telling you all this stuff, blurting it out as I do. And you were like, why are you not telling people that you do that? And why you do it? And that was like, oh, well, I do tell them when I talk to them on the phone. You were like, no. you didn't. So, you know, it really clarifies everything going through this process with you ladies. And yeah, so I, I hope it's, um, you know, I hope it's making a difference now. It's well, you are definitely making a difference. But when you just said you're on the you're like you're on the crest of a wave, I think something as well. Sometimes when you go on this journey, and Danny Wallace says this, I don't know who else says it, but I've heard it from Danny. She says we underest we overestimate what we can do in a year. We underestimate what we can do in five. And initially, you go, you head out on this journey, and you think, why, why might this not be happening? Why might not this be happening? But it really is like planting a seed, and you have to nurture and really, you know, get in with that in order for it to grow. And then once it really starts to flourish and blossom, is when it all starts to fall into place, and that's when the wave you get to the, and you're like, right, here we go, yeah, and, and we're on it because. I think sometimes as well, people underestimate that. They think it's all going to just click. And I was like, this is what, this is all a bit like crazy and creative and fluffy. Like what is, what is going on here? But I remember the very first time you said, we need to get you on Phil and Holly's sofa because I just blurted out all the stuff I believe in, got on my soapbox, a bit like I did today, but in more detail. And you were like, you need to be on Phil and Holly's sofa. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, no. and as time's gone on I'm like I do need to be there <laughs> don't have their stuff in trust don't have a will don't do this like it's crazy this is the, and then when I spoke on a couple of stages it was like oh I've got the message out to a load of people at once not necessarily coming to me but you know have come to me at a later date when I've seen them again and said I sorted my stuff out and I'm like yes so yeah. I but think with you girls I can't I can't even if you don't really know why or what you're doing it will all come out in the wash that's what I say <laughs> right I think as well, you you because you are fighting against something that is so ingrained and it's been a cycle for mm. so many people they need to hear that message more than once I actually think now um I, I don't know the statistics full off but it used to be people need to see or hear you seven times before they'll actually take it in but it's now 23 times I think actually need to see or hear you so getting your vision your mission and your message out there is more important than ever because people don't just see or hear you once and then decide that you know what you're saying is true they've got to learn to know you like you and trust you and the only way you're going to do that is if you show up consistently and having a brand that is authentic to you is how you are going to do that soapbox done right (laughs) okay so (laughs) 
Shut us all up. Or we'll be here. <laughs> all right. One of the favourite parts um, of my show, of my show, of this show, one of my favourite parts of this show is we always ask, if you're a dessert, what dessert would you be and why? Oh, what? Oh. Why am I first? Because um, we know what we are. We're rhubarb and custard. So <laughs> <you> can... <laughs> oh, God. And oh, I hate these sorts of questions. Again, we're going all creative, aren't we? So, um, so I was, mm, so I could say red velvet because that would fit brand, but I don't really like red velvet if I'm being truthful. So, um, I say I am apple crumble now I'm not crumbling I'm definitely not crumbling like a like a nice sort of strong crumble and I'm apple crumble because it's nice and safe and comfy it's a comfort food and I suppose that's what I want to be in a brand like you can call us you don't have to be earning all this money we don't have high net worth clients we're just everyday comfort food with our apple and rhubarb crumble because I have a little bit of zhuzh in there <laughs> a little bit of zhuzh. <laughs> you're that's- hearty you're hearty you're comforting and you're full of zhuzh that's oh. what i think <laughs> where can they come and find if people want to come and find you joanna we'll be in the show notes but where do people come and check you out on the socials well on socials we're on facebook velvet mortgage and insure we're on instagram i'm on linkedin i'm going to be really honest i do you know, I said I'm not perfect yet. I'm not brilliant on socials, but if you put something on there or drop a message and you need us, we're there. I'm just a bit rubbish at engaging. So we put some nice posts out and I'm working on it. So please forgive me. But the more people that like stuff and comment, then I will comment back okay. and get there with it. But And you yeah. are you are working on it. You are working on it. We're working on it. Go to our <laughs> Like, that's got all stories it's got videos you can watch me 23 times until you understand <laughs> <laughs> just press and they're only two minutes long so I'll probably get like double the amount of words in there but yeah you can, you can, and it will tell you a lot about us again probably not perfect but it does tell you a lot about us and it's got whatsapp numbers on there and we're we're available all around the shop not just work just you say that you do a lot of your process by whatsapp don't you yeah <laughs> It really suits a lot of people because yeah. it's easy and it's it's approachable. It's so I would definitely recommend that. And if you listen to it on 1.5 or 2, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh. One day I'll I just want to say thank you. I think it's been a really valuable episode for people. And it's a tick on the 23. There's there's one down. Just got <laughs> more time to go. Love it. Listen to me. <laughs> I think it's been it's been a really valuable episode, and I hope that it will have moved some people to think. I need to talk my shit out. There's definitely areas of my life where it's moved me to think that. So, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we help people, even if well, not sometimes, every time. If we can't improve what you've got, what we'll do is we haven't even touched on it. We put your policy in trust for you that you've already got. Because if you don't do that, your family aren't necessarily getting 100% of it. The taxman can take 40% currently. So, um, you know, we're, we're not there. To, we don't charge fees and stuff like that. So we are really just here for a chat. Uh, 
I think on that note, the only thing we have left to say on this show is, Rosie, we just need to tell people about the retreat. Yeah, we do. So we're hurtling into November. I I feel like I'm already in November because I'm always kind of like a couple of weeks ahead of myself in terms of like what's coming up. I'm at Christmas, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in August next year on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) Joanna's already bought all her Christmas presents. She buys them in flipping February. I watched it. (laughs) I really do. Stop it. Um, So, yeah, so the retreat is coming up November 24th. First to the 24th, I think, of November. It's three nights in a beautiful house in the Brecon Beacons. All food, drink, everything included. Um, and we have some really fabulous special guests coming. So the purpose of this retreat is to get you ready for an intentional 2023. Um, so we've got intentional goal setting workshops. We've got um Nikki Kinsella coming and uh doing some guided meditation so we've got a really gorgeous mixture of purpose and strategy and business and retreat and relaxation and space um so I'll put the links in the show notes uh and there are still a couple of private suites available um if you want to come along we would love to have you and you obviously get Rosie and I Eyes on your business. It's intentional about content creation for next year, where your business is heading next year, how you talk about your business next year. It's all about intention because if you don't go into your business with intention, you will not develop your business. Um, You will not move forward. And that is what the name of the game is. If you are in business, is it a business or is it a hobby? What are you doing within your business? So that is the end of the show for um, this week. We will be back next week. So that means it's goodbye from me, Rhubarb. Goodbye from me, Custard. Oh, goodbye from Joanna Velvet, Apple, Rhubarb, Fumble. <laughs> <laughs> All the things. All the things.